sis. Welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl, Snobby. And today I have the pleasure of talking to yet another bombshell. Y'all know I only bring you the best of the best. My dear, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Monique Dills. I'm a pharmacist, but currently I am a stay-at-home mom taking care of both of my boys. And most importantly, I'm a cleft mom um, helping my son get through his um, procedures and speech therapy. And I can't wait to talk about it all. She does a lot more than that. Don't worry. All of her information will be in the description. So you will have access. And of course, we're going to touch on it because I'm nosy. Hello. (laughs) So let's go. Let's go. Y'all know I love to tell you how I meet and find my amazing guests. Well, this beautiful woman was brought to me by another beautiful woman. I am really blessed with an amazing queendom and a beautiful sister tribe and our good friend maria linked us yes. up when was looking for legal representation yes and even though it was outside of the scope of what i did i knew monique was sit on purpose because yes this said to me well maybe this is time for you to expand okay and I was like, maybe she right though. <laughs> and we got to make it happen. And yes. you know what? I have been fighting, like I told you, I have been fighting entertainment law tooth and nail <laughs> up until that point. Even though I already had entertainment law clients, I was still fighting it, being resistant. But when I got off the phone with you that day, I mm-hmm. ordered three of the like most pertinent entertainment law books. Um, that referred to me by colleagues and I was like you know what I set it up right I was like you know what be stay ready so you don't got to get ready because clearly this assignment exactly so thank you and I thank Maria no we thank you thank you Maria (laughs) hey Maria by the way right hey sis we love you (laughs) yes we love you girl so like she said most importantly she is a cleft mom and that's what I wanted to talk to you about today so For those of you who are not familiar with what a cleft mom is, I will obviously let her do the elaboration, but I just want to explain to you really quickly what a cleft palate is. So it is when the opening of the roof of the mouth and the opening of the lip are not fully closed. I'm going to strongly suggest that if you are really interested in learning more about it, that you utilize your Googles. I'm going to say stick to the Mayo Clinic and WebMD. Please don't... (laughs) Don't run off on one of these wild tangents and start making shit up and leave conspiracy theories in my comments because I will blast your ass. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) So I will let you tell us about what it's like and what it is to be a cleft mom. Wow. Um, Well, it's definitely rewarding. Um, I know that I was chosen by God to bring a special child into the world And it made me understand a strength in me that I never knew I had. And um, the only way for me to know and to to glean on this strength was to to be blessed with a child born with, he was born with bilateral cleft lip and palate. So on both sides, both sides, and he actually had a 52 millimeter wide cleft. So it was actually so much wider than you could actually see. And um, on both both parts of the mouth. So they have unilateral, which is one side. Then they have bilateral, which is two sides. So he was bilateral on both the wow. lip and um, the palate. So, I mean, 
just a overall <laughs> shocking experience, of course, wow. because he was yeah. he was our firstborn. So first time mom, first time mom to a special needs baby. And man, what a journey. What a journey. I, I thought it was really, really dope. I can't remember if I read it on um, your social media or if I heard you say it on your podcast, but I remember you saying that you and your husband becoming cleft parents was an assignment on your lives. And I just thought that that yes. was such, I thought that was like such a powerful way to put it. Um, and, and it puts yes. things in, in perspective. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. Of thank course. you for supporting it. Oh my <laughs> yes. goodness, girl. Yes, I'll thank be you I, I, mean, I, I we really things. appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I got a lot of things going on, so I don't get to comment all the time on everybody's stuff, yeah. but I try to make sure that I, I support everybody um, that's doing some shit that's worthwhile. Listen, we I, really I, appreciate that. I'm going to keep it a right bucket. Here, right nephew here. is sending me SoundCloud. Right I'm not checking that bullshit, but if we're talking about some shit <laughs> that is real and relevant, then yeah, I definitely try to make sure that that I tune in and, and get some. So I appreciate Thank y'all um, sharing your story. Um, like of course. You said you were, that was your first child. Um, I did want first to child. talk about your road to conception. Now this, I do know I heard on the podcast because okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Were, um, one that you were almost in a car accident. While pregnant. Absolutely. I was the like, same day what? we found. Yes. And twice, like one with a police officer, like with the unmarked cars, um, literally just flying through. And then um, one, a car almost hit us like on my side. So that was two. This is why when you said this child was such an assignment that it it was so powerful to me. Angels, angels. Yes. I was like, the, the universe has been conspiring to make sure this child came to this earth yes like, yes absolutely necessary. absolutely by absolutely necessary absolutely wow what mm-hmm. listen i i know everybody believe in what they believe in i'm somebody who believes in higher power and i also believe absolutely and i also believe in my ancestors and i'm telling you every everybody was on duty to make sure that Junior, absolutely or the third he's the third right he's the third he's the third, the third to make yes. sure that he got here that he um, got here Listen, when he got here, I literally screamed. I'm like, he's here. But every situation that we went through that tried to prevent him from being here, he's here. Y'all cannot stop this boy. And I mean, just everything that we went through, if you should see him now, like, I can't wait for you to actually meet him. Right. I can't wait to meet him either. He looks so happy. I mean, I don't want to skip to like the end because we got to talk about it all. I I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. Okay. Okay, okay. By bilateral cleft. Yes. How many surgeries did this require? Is he still going through surgery? Not right now. We have a time like he's two years old. So the next procedure will be be between five and eight. So right, five and eight years old. And pretty much it's just to see how he's growing and developing and see if they may need to expand his jaw um, with the orthodontics. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely will have to do a bone graft because um when you're born born with cleft, whether it's unilateral or bilateral, mm-hmm. there's going to be a break in your your mandible or your jawline. Mm-hmm. So either it's one break or two, depending on if it's unilateral or bilateral. So the bone graft, they take a piece of bone from your hip and um, they connect the the jaw. 
So that's how they connect it for, for them. But that's between five and eight years old. He'll, he'll have to go through that. But when they're born right within that first year mm-hmm. to two years of life, they will have to get their lip repaired and their palate repaired. Now, every, every child is not born with cleft lip and cleft palate. Like our son, Ronald the III, I'm just going to call him RD3 for the show. Oh, that, that's uh, perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was born with both cleft lip and cleft palate. Um, some children are just born with cleft lip. Some children are just born with the palate. Their lips are intact, but but um, they're opening. Some parents don't even know. They're trying to feed their child, and they're wondering why it's coming out their nose. I it's was because reading, there's an opening. I was reading the on roof the of their mouth. Clinic, and it was saying, like, mm-hmm. that it's more common than you think, even though it's extremely it rare. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. rare and common. That don't make no damn sense. Right. <laughs> Listen, um... It doesn't run in our family, doesn't run on my husband's side um, or my side at all. Like this was like, this just came out of like, okay, Lord, you chose us. You know what I mean? Because nowhere at all. Like, did we expect anything like this at all? You know, so when it's your first child even, you know, so it was like, okay, so what do we do? Like we had to do some research and really try to figure out. How are we going to do this? Because this is a child that's going through something we've never been through. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how are we going to do this? He had to have lip repair first. That's okay. the first one. And that was at uh, five months, five or six wow. months. That had old. to be traumatic as new parents. Very, very, very. Oh, I cried. Gosh. I did. As soon as he went back there, I was in tears. Like it was I'm so overwhelmed hard. right now. <laughs> and I know it he's was fine. So hard. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. Listen, we had the best team. When I tell you Orlando Health, man, the craniofacial department, they worked some miracles. Cause there are cho- there are a lot of are children they, out are there that down, are going are through. They downtown or are they at the Okoe campus? Downtown. Okay. Downtown. Yeah. hmm That's where my downtown team is at. And Orlando Health definitely got top tier doctors. Listen, Dr. Ruiz, I'm going to say his name because he's amazing. Dr. Ruiz and Susie is a nurse. Like the team is incredible. I have their cell phone numbers. I can text them. I can call them anytime. And they, they want that. They want pictures. They want to see progress. They want to see how he's doing. Even when he's not with them. I literally had an appointment with them. Uh, two Fridays ago mm-hmm. and he did well he doesn't have to come back till next year but because they don't have to see him like for a year it's like they want to see how he's doing right. and they're not necessarily on social media so it's kind of like well send us pictures like we they want to be involved and but I love that because one of my concerns and one of the things I was going to ask you about was did you feel like you know as black parents that you had to like over advocate for your child because that is often no. experience with us in healthcare but I love that you didn't have that experience not at all like he was my doctor before RD3 was born so oh. they referred yes they referred us to him um while he was still in the womb so he was able to kind of help us understand because we didn't understand what was going on you know so he helped us understand hey this is what's going to happen as soon as he's born the, the most traumatic experience you knew from the womb yeah Woo! yes I don't have any kids yes <laughs> no they tell you I don't have any kids because I don't know shit Listen. I didn't know you <laughs> no, could know that no yes they can tell you a lot oh. now yes blown. <laughs> <laughs> 
they can tell you a lot now, you know, and honestly, like pregnancy now is supposed to be blissful and stress-free. I honestly feel like, no, I'm telling you, I honestly feel like going to the doctor more and more, it makes it stressful. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, let's check your vitals. Let's check this. Let's do the scan this week. Let's do the scan. It's like, oh my goodness. Like when I tell you with RD3, his anatomy scan, that's the scan at 20 weeks. That's when they look to see if how everything is forming, the eyes, the the nose, the feet, the arms, just making sure they have two. Because some, right. some children are born without um, limbs. So they want to make sure there's two arms, two right. legs. You know, the, all the anatomy looks good. And if there's something that looks off, they will let you know. Like they told us, they said, it looks like he's going to have an oral facial cleft. And we were like, what? Wow. So they, they were like, yes, cleft. So I literally had to go to... MFM, which is maternal fetal medicine, and it's like a higher level um, department so that they can go in and do it even more detailed scan. And that's at Orlando Health as well. Those doctors, they are brilliant. OH got it. Listen. so quality. I've never met like, like the doctor, in, the doctors in that department, they're brilliant, 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 brilliant. I'm telling you, it's across brilliant. the hospital. I was there for a I'm telling you. And yeah. They are phenomenal. Like phenomenal. Top tier, phenomenal. They're worth the goddamn best. Yes. I the best, that. the best. We've had the best experience with every single surgery there. Like the I team is amazing. And then of course, when we went there for the scan, they told us that he had bilateral cleft lip and palate. And then they said he had, uh, and this was still, this is from the womb. This is from the womb. Then on top of that girl, <laughs> they told us he had a, a frontal nasal encephalocele. And we were like, something else <laughs> we were like what <laughs> we were like no, we cannot we was like lord we can't take no more please <laughs> like, please. please lord and they we were like what is that what is that i don't know what what is that an encephalocele what is that we had to do what some research that? but they they called in exactly they called in um a neurosurgeon a pediatric neurosurgeon he came in man i tell you brilliant that this is dr ella baba he came in and he explained it. He said it's actually um, a sack of fluid from the the um, brain, and it it actually is like a herniation of the brain through the skull. Wow! So that was also another defect that he had. So that's why he had to have three surgeries. So one for the lip, wow. the palate, and one for the brain. So the first one was like at five months. You said when five was, months. When was mm-hmm. the second one? Second one, he was thirteen months. And yep. the third? The third one, he was, it was August of 2020. I, I'm trying is, to remember how old he was. It's just so much so <laughs> early. I w- Yeah. Did you have like a support group, a support, um, a support system, church, family? Ooh, um, I'm going to say thank God for my husband. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say thank God for my husband because we were actually pregnant um, with our second son, um during palate surgery so when our first son was like right when our first son was 13 months and then we gave birth in may and then the surgery for rd3 for his brain was in august the following august so i'm stressed for you i am it was it was a journey it was a journey did not know the strength 
that I had just I thank God for my husband because he was there he was making sure I was eating especially during the surgery the palate surgery because he would not leave me so it's kind of like they he was literally feeding me while I was holding him just making me bite a sandwich while I was while I was holding him consoling him it was hard and I literally told God I said God I cannot take care of Ray is is our second son I was like I can't take care of Ray right now like I need you to take care of him because right now like everything that I have is going towards RD3 like I wasn't even sleeping I wasn't even sleeping much. And literally, it took eight days after the surgery for RD3 to start sleeping because it they changed the anatomy so much that he wasn't able to breathe. I was going to say, so, it probably bothered his breathing. Yeah, he wasn't breathing good. So he had to teach himself how to breathe again through the new, um, the way that they changed everything up. So it took about a week, like eight days. And then my mom, yes, thank God for my mom, because my mom and I had, you know, I have, we have family that came to help. My mom came. She didn't come though until day 10. And the only reason is because I had an aunt that passed away and she had the support. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even go. I couldn't even support that. I'm like, wow. It's like, can you get girl but i will say though right now things are calm yes <laughs> i'm happy, we, I'm we, happy. We, had, we had to go through that sis yeah, that was Jesus. that was our journey that built us up to who we are now that's, like that's you a, can't that's a real that's a listen everybody that we built everybody ate everything built. that we've been through you cannot tell me right now that I know there that's is right. no good at all like I we've been through that. way too much too much right too much and, and we're still here i'm like and i we're still see here. him i see him all happy yes. and, and enjoying the zoo you know i'll be stalking y'all on instagram about <laughs> my business <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love it yes oh, he's having that, a blast that's having incredible blast. that first of that's all him. Shout out to you, hubby, and the support unit. Were there like are there Listen. just no cleft mom support groups in existence? Now I'm I'm glad you asked that because um I was looking for something. Um there is one on Facebook. There's Clef Mom Support. And that's actually grown quite a bit. Um, because I think when I joined it was like maybe at five thousand. Now it's kind of like over like I, I don't know, maybe 20,000 members. I'm not sure, oh, but it has grown quite a bit. And there's a lot of moms in there that communicate about different things. So I would say that is definitely a group to to join. But um, there's Clef Proud, um, which is clefproud.com. There's also the Clef Living Palette organization. But for Black moms, there's not really anything. Because you know that that's a whole okay. separate question for me. I'm like, but do we have a Black support group? No. I'm not saying that the no, 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 no. isn't helpful, but as no. Black parents dealing with Listen. there are some really nuanced situations Listen. that only we this, can to. It is a stigma in our community, as you know, for a child to be born with a birth defect, period. I'm about to say, to be born Whatever with it is. short of good hair. Whatever, whatever it is exactly <laughs> yeah like you go to the store with your child like we used to go everywhere we didn't care we went to um this is before why, surgery why would you listen we went to the store and whether it's the store whether it's the park wherever of course people are going to look at your baby like why does your baby look different you know what yeah. i mean and it's like 
it is literally a stigma in our community or how I've been asked, how did you, how did this happen to your baby? Like pretty much like, what did you do like, did for you your do? baby? I, right. I, for your baby to be born this way. Like, listen, I wondered if people listen, accusatory towards you. Yeah, you get that. You get that. And maybe not necessarily in words, but um, in either the way they look at you or just by the way the conversation may be going. It's kind of like shifting. Even family, even family is kind of like it starts there. It's yeah, it's kind of like, hey, this isn't this isn't running our family. Like, where did this come from? We have um, my my two of my nieces. um, They both have um, issues with their brain. And I'm telling you right now, my family, we some non-filtered ass people. And this is why I know it always starts with the family because the very first um, time that we heard about it with the the oldest niece, um, Mm -hmm. everybody was like, well, ain't nothing wrong with us. So what's up Mm -hmm. with your baby mother? (laughs) It was like, damn, y'all, we got to kind of ease into the conversation. Listen. It does run yeah. on her. It does run on her family side, which we mm-hmm. did. Um, yeah, but it was just the approach was so goddamn yeah. aggressive. Like, and that that is very hurtful. <laughs> it's it very is. hurtful. It is. It and really I'm just is. listen. I'm as guilty as everybody else. I am definitely not innocent because I. But also, I don't like. We baby. don't understand. That's the thing. No, I don't like his baby mother, so that's why I walked in on some bullshit. I can own my shit. Oh, okay, I okay. Came in on some well. bullshit because I don't like her. <laughs> Turns out I was right. It it does run on her side of the family. However, okay, okay. I can sit in a in a much more evolved space and say, I, yeah. there's a better way that I should have approached that conversation. I definitely should have approached that conversation completely differently. And I yeah. do that now, but you know, Definitely. that's why I said, I know it comes from the family first. I'm just as guilty as anybody. Else. Listen, listen, you already know. We learn, listen, we learn better, we do better. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm trying to do. So what, Absolutely. Is, what is speech language therapy? Oh, yes. For him? Right. I, so I grew up with, with my, my, my brother, who is my cousin. Um, he grew up we're having a speech impediment and so he used to have to go to speech and language um yeah every saturday um for a long time so for a long time i was like the only person that could understand him like okay just, like literally just could not understand him because his impediment was that mm. and then when i got to college i ended up working at the speech language and hearing clinic because wow <laughs> just was awesome is that? where else would i end up um yeah so, what what is that process looking like with RD3? Yeah, he's he's doing so well. You know, he wasn't even speaking at all. And as you can imagine, he's been through a lot. Like yeah. he's had like right when you you he's maybe saying ba 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 ba, he has a palate surgery. And like you cannot tell a baby, "Hey, um you're going to have a palate surgery." He doesn't he's just not understanding that. He right. he went to sleep one way and then he wakes up and his mouth is like full of blood swollen. He just had um 50 plus stitches at the roof of his mouth like he doesn't understand why can't I eat the same you know so you can imagine how that affects speech so he wasn't talking at all then we had the um the neurosurgery um in August think we were thinking that that was going to be the easiest of the three because it didn't affect his mouth mm-hmm. that actually was the hardest sis that was the hardest I because I thought so it's the 
I just think the brain is a scary place. <laughs> that was the hardest. That was the hardest. I'm leading up to speech, by the way. I'm, I'm going no, through no, everything. No. <laughs> um, I'm leading up to speech. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. no. Give, give us the answers. Like, I, I'm leading up to. I'm leading up to speech. But no. that was the hardest. It was. It was so difficult. Um, because we didn't know that there was a hole in his skull. Right. And they let us know that he had a hole in his brain. I think had we known that we would have been more like, when I say gentle with him, like we just would have been like, Oh my gosh, you right. don't fall. Like, don't, yeah, like, you know, when right. babies are walking, like they fall, you know, time. cause, and they get up. So we would have been like more careful with him, but we didn't know there was a hole in his skull, literally that his brain is pushing through. So they had to fix all of that. They had to go in there, take the cyst out. Um, the cranial fascia people had to come and put bone over that opening and he has screws in his um in his skull that are going to dissolve but he had we see them push out and then they push back in and they go away wow. exactly but his brain um i don't want to say his brain but the fluid around his brain um it made it look like it was so swollen huge wow. so huge and that was really hard to see him like that that was it was the hardest so he was in the hospital for five for five days so it was really difficult so imagine going through the lip change up your lip now I gotta try to talk different than palate gotta try to talk different neurosurgery so he wasn't speaking at all we went to speech therapy um, I wouldn't have been speaking either I would have been like I would have shit okay exactly <laughs> listen we were just trying to get his eating down so once once we got the eating good we were like okay the speech could come later right. so we we went okay we went to speech therapy with him um and i think this was um orlando health as well um now they're really good but here we are in a pandemic right. okay so She's trying to like show him stuff, like show him sign language, but then she's also trying to show him how to speak and say things with a mask on. So it's like, uh, it's just not gonna work. So we had the cost for everything we had incurred, um, actually exceeded our out of pocket max. So his speech therapy was actually no charge, um, when we took him, um, in 2020. But road coming into 2021, we were gonna have to pay $50 a session. We back to square one. So, listen, me and my husband, we talk about, we were like, listen, he is not learning anything with these masks, okay? And the mask not gonna come off anytime soon. I don't care what the CDC say right now, whatever. That part. But, okay, (laughs) they're not coming off right now, okay? I know in the healthcare setting, they're still gonna wear them. So, he's not learning. So, $50 a session like twice a week what however often a week we're not doing that if he's not going to be learning so we said let's pull him we're going to pray about it at the time I was going back and forth between working not working because I was in and out of the door I had tried it and I eventually had to quit because we had our our second son it's kind of like are you going to be a full-time mom (laughs) or are you going to have your kids it's either your kids going to be taken care of by some somebody else or you you know you got to pick one you can't be like in between especially when they're this young when they're a little bit older it's different but when you got a newborn and you got a lot of stuff going on you already know you already know stuff going on so exactly Listen, I was back and forth. So I said, all right, God, I will 
keep both feet in the door. I won't keep going back and forth. I literally turned on jobs, sis. I did. I had literally had the job and working from home. It was going to be good. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to forget about it. Lord, I'm going to do this 100%. I'm going to work with him on his speech. I kid you not, sis. January, we took him out of speech therapy. Started working with him January. He started talking in February, sis. February one. I remember when you posted? I was so excited. One month, sis. I I said, glory, hallelujah. Listen. I know that's right. Consistency is key, though. Listen, you cannot tell. I've been through too much. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me. I know that's right. Literally, his speech opened up and he started doing that. We went from animal sounds to the alphabet, to the colors, to the shapes. And now he is. My mama needed needed you. My mama needed you. So my mom did the first seven years of her life. First of all, God rest my. Oh my goodness! But I, I used to ask my grandmother, "What kind of shit you was on that you ain't bothered to take that baby to the hospital when she wasn't talking?" Oh my goodness! Up in there early. Now that my mother speaks all the time, though, they probably knew in advance that she was gonna fucking talk us to death, and they said, "Let's enjoy." Because once it starts, she said, "You said seven years. That's completion." And hello. I'm okay that's my number okay I, I thought it was just very interesting i was like so for seven years you just didn't say anything and nobody was concerned i was like that is wow. weird as hell to me that is like <laughs> wow but oh yeah, my and, and, nothing, and apparently nothing was wrong with her she just never spoke wow now you can't okay get and then up. she just then she just started speaking you can't get her like, to shut wow. up now, i tell you that <laughs> Listen, she she had she wasn't talking for seven years. Go ahead. <laughs> I said, the floor is open. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, RD three, like he just loves to hear his voice, and he's always talking and just just singing. Like he loves the wheels on the bus. He'll sing that. He'll sing the ABC song. He's doing remarkably well. He really is. And now, last week, no, two Fridays ago, when we went to the Clef Clinic, and what Clef Clinic is, they it's like a two-hour appointment. Girl, with a two-year-old. I was like two hours. Um, literally, I had to carry half of the house with me so he could be right. occupied. But. What I do like about it is they send all the doctors to you back to back. So you get to see the um, cranial facial surgeon, the ENT, which is ear, nose, and throat, everybody. The geneticists, um, listen, them geneticists get on my nerves because they be trying to find out, well, why did this happen? I'm not going into that. But anyway, um, (laughs) sorry. But what you say? It don't matter. You froze. You froze. So I didn't get that. Run me back and tell me what the cleft clinic is. Okay, so the Clef Clinic, um, first of all, it's a two-hour appointment. Like I was saying, with a two-year-old, it's, it's crazy. As you can see, I had to bring a whole lot of stuff to keep him occupied. But what I do like about it is you can see a lot of the doctors at one time. So you're not going to like 10 different appointments with your child. It's just one appointment and you get to see the doctors back to back. So from the cranial facial surgeon, the neurosurgery team, the ENC, which is ear, nose and throat, Mm -hmm. speech therapy. So the speech therapist, she came in and she wanted to see what he was doing. So she had him show her the body parts, you know, where your eyes, where's your Mm -hmm. nose, where's your um, hands. Like he was doing them really, really well. And also talking, she wanted to hear him you know, say things. And of course, 
t- teaching me as well how to teach him, show him how making sure he's doing the syllables. Like mm-hmm. sometimes with orange, he'll be like orange, but no, it's orange. You know, yeah. make sure he's doing the two syllables. Because but she was we, very impressed. Because we don't pronounce everything right. <laughs> okay, exactly. So she listen. So she was like, just make sure he's doing that. But overall, she was very impressed, and she understands wow. that because of the pandemic, you know he's not going to learn from somebody behind the mask. It's very important that he gets it from home and which is what we're doing. So I will continue to be here and do what I need to do with him. She did say around three years old, we can try again, which is why we don't have to go back, you know, till next year. But I was very thankful that the progress that he has made impressed them that he didn't have to see anybody for a year. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. So what has been your biggest challenge as a clef mom? Ooh, um, that's a good question. <laughs> Just, um, girl, I'm coming for Oprah's job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, that's a good question. Um, just being, just having the strength to do it all, you know, because already with your child, you have to do so much. But just having the strength to um, to get through those challenges, whether it be a surgery or whether it be with speech, because, you know, you're talking to your child and at first they're not saying anything back to you. So you you wonder, it's like, are you hearing me? But I promise you, they hear you. They hear you. They just are waiting for that time to open up. So I would say the biggest challenge was getting through the initial shock of it all because we found out at 20 weeks. And the same day we found out, that was the day of the two accidents. My God. The same day we found out, that was the day. Yeah, Jeez. that was eight. I have it written down. Eight different things happened that day. That, that was day just kind of like. an assignment without question. Yes, yes. he's going to do great things. Amazing things. And great I can't things. wait to see. Great things. Amazing great things. And his brother is literally right there behind him. When I tell you, the I second, see them. They're always like glued at the hip. Like, yes, this. they're I mean, so freaking cute. The youngest one is one and he's two. Like, they're, they're so close. They are like they are, they're so close. Yes. I love it. They, they are inseparable. I hope they stay that close too. Yes, I really do. I really think that they will. They have no choice. They, <laughs> they have no choice. <laughs> But listen, like the second pregnancy, because of everything we went through with RD3, it was, it was like butter. It was so smooth. Even during COVID, we had them during COVID. It was like. So many people I know gave birth during COVID. And I feel like I was more worried than all of you moms were. It was smooth. Smooth, smooth. I mean, they prayed. The the doctor team surrounded the bed. They prayed before I went into the OR. Listen, we had some gospel music in the OR. They was they delivered him. Child, it was okay. Yes, it It was smooth. And was this at Orlando Health also? Yeah, Winnie Palmer. Mm -hmm. The best part is top. there is no other hospital like it listen (laughs) ladies like don't even think about going anywhere else okay these are are snapple facts i know this from my one l year 
two of the women that were in um, my section, they were pregnant. They gave birth like maybe like a couple of weeks apart. They were both at Winnie Palmer. I'm talking about yes. like, this is some, this is next level shit. Yes, oh, yes. I'm telling you. Like, yes. oh, if I have a baby, I don't care where I'm at. Y'all better get me on the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you will have the experience of a lifetime like it was amazing (laughs) amazing now with rd3 when we had him he wasn't able to go back to the room with me he went to NICU and that broke my heart like I was I it it took a long time for me to get over that now with Ray that's why I said it was so smooth with Ray as soon as soon as we had him they put him on my chest and we went to the room and and, and y'all it's a totally different that's it just totally out. different experience versus going to the back and forth to the NICU to yeah. having your child with you, girl. When I tell you God did that, God said, here's your, here's your right. gift. Here's your well, gift. And, and th- this is your new push present. Let me give you an easy one. So what do you oh, my feel goodness. like to date is like your biggest win as a cleft mom? Oh my goodness. Um, I will say the speech because just getting him through the surgeries is a win. Absolutely. Each one is a win. We praise God. The neurosurgery, that was eight and a half hours. Lord, he was under. That's a work day, people. Yes. <laughs> that is yes. A work day. Eight and a half hours. And they had, when I tell you um, Orlando Health is the best, they booked the room for the whole day for him. So the doctors were just there for him that That's day, amazing. just him alone that That's day. Crazy. And they took their time. They took their time. They took their time. They, I don't even think they got to eat. They but were you know, there I, for eight and a half what, hours. This is how my brain is working, right? I'm thinking like, all right, if I work an eight hour day, I get up to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I, I bullshit for at least an hour talking to other people. You know, I'm sending emails. Like I'm doing so much non-work shit during our work day for them to have to actually be operating for eight and a half, eight and a half hours. hours yeah they earn their money I, i'm gonna yeah. stop talking shit about the mds I, yes yes and i will tell you this the surgery was crazy expensive out of pocket as you can imagine but thank god for insurance because love, listen listen, listen. Thank God for insurance because it's it, this shit it is, is, it is no joke. thousands of dollars. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, it literally. had to be since yeah. it was eight and a half hours of consistent yep. surgery. I, yes. don't, I don't know how many doctors exactly operated on him, but I know that there's the surgeon. I know there's the surgical nurse. There's like yes. two other people in there it monitoring the air in the room. They, yes. It's all Anesthesia. Yep. Yes. It's gotta be six figures. Gotta oh be. yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm trying to um remember the exact number. It was crazy. I think it was like maybe 350. No, I went I in the wrong. So. I'm in the wrong profession. I knew it. I think I so. It. I knew it. But I could be wrong. I think I, it could have been like 700 thousand. I just remember seeing it and I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, 
let me tell you something. It was in this moment. Well, listen. I, I let myself down. It was this moment. I was today years old when I realized I let myself down. I wanted to. No. I wanted to do an MDJD program so bad, and I. But I was like, ain't nobody trying to be in school all that time. I know me. I ain't fit to sit here and do all that shit. Knock it off, Tasha. This you are where you supposed to be. Come on now. No, I ain't. I'm supposed to be where they charge the seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's with everything, though. That's with nurses, nurses, doctors. Listen, the doctor got one fifty off that surgery. He worked probably. He worked eight and a half. Yeah, doing this right. I'm living life wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, hey, whoever's listening, like those numbers could be way. I I literally would have to look at one of my papers, but it was those numbers sound accurate as fuck. (laughs) It would be in the hundreds of it's in the hundreds of thousands. But when I tell you we were at our out of pocket match because we had already had palate surgery yeah. beginning of the year and we gave birth. Yeah, so I'm think like, about that. Let me so, tell you something. If use my insurance was a person, like <laughs> they'll be like that. What's next? <laughs> okay. So I think we only ended up having to pay a hundred, I think it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God is great. So it's a round of applause. You know. God is great. And I say that to, you know, to let people know, like when you're having a child, yeah, when you have a child that's going to have to go through different procedures and, and, and get special need care, insurance is very important. Like you may have to pay, like, I think for palate surgery, it might've been 1200. I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers, but $1,200 is going to be, and that you can pay over time is going to be better than like several hundred thousand dollars. And I'm telling you out of pocket for these types of surgeries are really, really, really expensive. Yeah. That shit is really expensive. I'm telling you, I can only imagine in my mind, like one of my nicknames in my group chat is snobby comma web MD, right? Because I'm telling you, I, I refuse to let this MD shit go. And I watch, <laughs> I watch then you should go. Why I, not? Because I'm not going to because I, I know me. I'm not finna do all that. I'm not going you, to You can I'm do not. it. If you come on, sis. I don't want to. If it's to. something I, I you really me. want to. That's what I'm saying. I know me. If I wanted to do it, I would have did it. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a decision maker, right? So if I decide okay. I'm going to do it, it's going to be done. It's going to be done. Okay. Period. I decided on law school in the third grade. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm a very and I can see it. Like <laughs> you go hard. Yeah, you I'm go very, hard. This is what so I, I love it. And I knew I, I wasn't it. gonna do what needed to be done, and I'm not about to waste no money on med school. So I just enjoy my shows <laughs> and pr- pretend I know what I'm talking about from the comforts of my couch. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I know that that surgery had to be expensive because I know. Yeah, absolutely. Had to be in the room like men. Listen. And God allowed it to be the last thing of the year because, like yes. I said, we had palate surgery, yep. which we had to pay um, a couple thousand for. But then we had when we gave birth, you given right. birth, you got to pay. Um, and then this surgery, by the time we hit this surgery, we had already exceeded yeah, what we had to pay. Problem. Exactly. So it ended up that just being praise God, uh, like a hundred dollars. When we saw that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like I was like, Lord, that was listen. I was just at the doctor the other day, ready to flip all the tables over because my copay yeah. was my copay was like three sixty, and I was like, Yeah, oh, that, 
Yeah, no. I, like, healthcare is crazy. I'll tell you no lies. Internally, I was screaming, but I, you know, when I paid it, um, because they wouldn't have seen me without me paying it. Yeah. I just said, you know what? I thank God I'm able, paid it. Yes. And yes. Yes. I just went on with it. Healthcare inside, is. I was like, God, Mm-hmm. no like I totally understand because when I left my um career to be a full-time mom yeah. um careless of me I didn't um get on my husband's insurance right away like oh, I you just played games. listen I did and then guess what we got pregnant so I didn't have insurance. He couldn't get me on. Listen, let if me you tell you. you are only listening to this and not watching, I am plucking her in the head cyberly. <laughs> Virtually. Don't ever do that. Like, I literally, I messed up. I really did. Like, I just was, I was very careless. I was, fo- honestly, I was focused on RD3 so much. I didn't even think about it. No, she's and a pharmacist. She knows listen, how important the I know better. is. She knows. I know better. I know better. And I let it lapse. And. <laughs> Literally, we were paying out of pocket during um, Ray, the pregnancy with Ray. But what we did, like our doctor was so great. Um, they let us do what was important. You know what I mean? Because it's expensive. It is expensive. Okay. And then he, God is so good because literally he was born in May and I was able to get on insurance in April. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Listen. Listen. So, God a lot of showing up and showing out when I tell you that's why I say you cannot tell me like we just been through too much <laughs> right like we have the receipt literally we have listen the receipt. thank you yes <laughs> is a walking receipt <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yes and so true. is Ray and so is Ray listen Ray being that easy is absolutely proof listen let's go back to even doctors letting telling me that it would be difficult for me to get pregnant because I had uterine fibroids and for me to have two boys now without taking medication or having anything done that's from the creative life himself I know that's right I know you had uh, mentioned on your podcast that you had to have surgery right was I did in 2011 um I had a on my ovary that got really really huge I didn't even know I had it I didn't feel it but um they felt like it could grow um even larger than it was it was like a little baby on my uter on my ovary so they told me to have um go ahead with the procedure so I did that and while they were in there they saw fibroids as well which I didn't even know I had wow yeah so thankfully those were um removed um and once those were removed of course they encourage you to get pregnant I wasn't with anybody at that time it's right. kind of like I'm not just gonna have a baby Girl, they, um, be, they, they be trying to run me down the baby aisle every time I come in there I'd be like please let, find me a husband sorry. if y'all so damn okay. baby Stand here first, okay? <laughs> I feel you it's like you can't just be having right. a baby like uh we just we gonna wait for that yeah, okay please stop playing we with gonna me. wait for that but they came back they came the fibers came back oh wow um, mm-hmm. the cysts i don't think were there again. well that's what they told me they said it's gonna be difficult for me to get pregnant so they wanted us to try naturally um, and they gave us until May of what year was that? Oh my gosh, May of 2018. 
And if we weren't pregnant naturally, then I would have to have the surgery again. But we got pregnant. I was about to say, but lo and behold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was already three. So I yeah. love it. I, look look yeah. at God showing yeah. out for y'all. Showing out, showing out, showing out, showing out. So that's why I have to document all of this, as you know. And of course, I was about to tell the people, like I keep mentioning their podcast and it's because one, it's awesome. But two, they are really walking us through this just amazing experience. Um, Amazing experience of going from, you know, this, the road to to conception to where you are now being a mom um, of two. The podcast is called God Family Business. Tell us a little bit about it. Man, um, we really just want to encourage the people and, you know, there are a lot of parents that are going through not necessarily the same journey, but journeys with their children. Um, a lot of families that want to conceive, that want to have children and it may, the doctors may be telling you X, Y, Z difficulty here and there, but we've been through that and we've overcome that. We've had a child who's had to go through three surgeries. So it's about our journey from conception all the way to now um, having two sons and moving forward as a family. I love it. I love it. So I will definitely have all the info for you guys to check out their podcast in the description. Make sure that you thank you so much. I thank you so, so much for taking it. You are awesome. You're so awesome. (laughs) I appreciate you. I know it's late and I know that y'all I can't wait to work with you. So I like I know y'all got a lot going on at the house. So I appreciate that y'all the boys are sleeping, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, if you have not already www.brandsnobby.com get your merch what are you waiting love on love it love it I love got it new merch coming out for juneteenth be on the lookout for yes that. um thank you to everybody that has tuned into clubhouse i will you know what i will try to get some people on to um maybe do an after the pod at some point to talk about this um which is something that i do on clubhouse where i just kind of let uh people that listen to the podcast we all just like have a real time conversation about the topics so i'll try to figure out when when i can make that happen and um and we'll do that because people seem to really enjoy being able to engage in real time and this definitely definitely um, especially as far as like fibroid and ovarian cysts Um, yes i've been there personally so definitely a topic i would love to find out when we can make some time and, and, and do that in real time. I would love to do that. Definitely. That's that affects our community. Seriously. And um, I do want to say this before um, Go ahead. Yes. close. Um, there aren't any black support groups for Clef moms. Okay. And literally when I started posting RD3J, which is why I have a page for him on his own. Um, moms have been reaching out to me via email, via DM, whatever it is about their journey and asking tons of I questions. Page too? Yes, please. Okay, because please. I've helped so many moms and I still talk to them to this day. We're like family, like I when they're that. going through their surgeries, they have questions. And which is why I write 
on the blogs that I write really about the surgeries that we've been through. So people could look through them and may hopefully get something from that when they're going to go through their procedure. But there, there aren't any support groups. I've been going back and forth if I should start one, but honestly, I don't know. You got too much on your plate. I'm going to tell you, as somebody who has too many pots on the stove, (laughs) somebody else who has too many pots on the stove, not right. I know. I think what you're doing right now is more than enough. I think if and when that time comes, you'll know, you know, yeah. if yeah. that becomes your assignment, you will know and you'll right. be ready and you'll have the time to do it. I think you just making yourself available to other, you know, I'm available. I'm I available. That, I think that's more, you know, more than enough. And that's definitely helpful. So I will also share that again. Thank you so much. Thank to you. <laughs> Sorry, right. That's listening and watching. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank so you much. everyone. Yes. And until next time y'all have a good one. Ta-da.